The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of OneBestConsult.com. And I will tell you, it's been a long time since I've spoken to you live, and I'm excited, excited to be back here in the studio, excited to have new guests to talk to us. Lots and lots of things going on out there in the business world, as all you listeners know. So it's important, I think, to share information, experiences with each other. And so I'm, I am happier than you can imagine to be back here behind the mic at the weekly business hour. I want to mention to you, and uh, it's interesting, if you'd like to see us as well as hear us, that may or may not be a plus, you know that. But I encourage you, take a look. Uh, go to Facebook. Uh, you can find the weekly business hour page or YouTube's another place, and click on it, and you can watch as well as listen to the show. Sometimes that's a more entertaining way to do it. So please go to YouTube, Facebook, look up the Weekly Business Hour page. While you're there, you can like it. You can be notified every time we post a new show in case you miss it. Remember, we're live every Monday from 11 to 12, except when I'm out of the studio, and i got some exciting news for you later in the show about that. So I encourage you, listen and watch the Weekly Business Hour. Also, I want to remind you that if you have a question or a concern, you've got a topic you'd like us to talk about, or a comment about the show in general, anything, please send me an email. Real simple. Drop me an email at one, that's the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email. I love to get them. In fact, uh, later in the show, I'm going to respond to a question uh, that was raised by one of our listeners. I always love to get those in the mailbag and love to talk about them and respond to people live. And if I don't respond to you live, I will send you a response as well. So please communicate. I like to do it. It's an important part of being successful in business. Well, today we're blessed on my return here after being off uh, in the middle of the summer. I have John Stacy with us today. John has been on the show before. He's brought us always good information uh, that is usable. And we're going to talk about some things today about communications because communications, like so many parts of our business, have dramatically changed over the last five or six months. And it's something you really need to pay attention to, because if you're still trying to communicate at this point the way you used to, chances are you're falling farther and farther behind. So we're going to talk about 
virtual meetings particularly, uh, and perhaps touch on some other ones, but the virtual meeting is, in my opinion, here to stay, and we all need to gear up and have a much better understanding than the average business person I come in contact as about how to do a virtual meeting, how to attend, how to set one up, those kind of things. Lots of nuts and bolts, but it's something I believe we need to gear up and do. John, welcome to the show. Well, good morning, and it's great to be back, Rick. Well, I know you and I were talking before the show about things changing. Um, change is always part of life, part of business, but boy, in the last six months or so, the changes have been dramatic. They continue, and in my opinion, uh, there are certain changes that are permanent. We're never going to go back as individuals, as a society, and today, most importantly, as a small business owner, we've got things that we need to pay attention to, particularly about communications. And you're absolutely right. We have been changed significantly since March. And to your point, we are never going back. Now, what we don't know with all this uncertainty over the last six months, where we're going to go. But I think, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit today uh, about uh, virtual meetings. And I think virtual meetings are definitely here for the long term. I think it's going to radically change how we do business. I think it's going to radically impact uh, the travel industry in, in particular. Right, so I think there's a lot of changes. And I think in the long term, that's probably a long discussion that would be interesting to what to see what people think is going to happen long term with meeting virtually. Yeah, I think that, uh, that I agree with you. It's going to have tremendous impact on industries, just as other changes are. Uh, but here in Montgomery County, where we're broadcasting from today in downtown Conroe, the county seat here at the studios of Lone Star Community Radio, uh, what is your perception? You do a lot of business as an advocate, consulting, mentoring, and advising businesses. What do you see in general going on with the businesses here in Montgomery County? Well, in general, there's a lot of things still positive that are going on. I was at a board meeting for the chamber a, a month or so ago, and we were talking about you know, one of the things that got brought up was tax revenue. Tax revenue is an indicator about how businesses are doing. Uh, we're, we're not down very much. When, and when you go to a lot of other counties in Texas or in the country, you see you know, 20 30 40% sales tax uh, revenues decrease. Well, guess what? We don't see that so much in Montgomery County. But it's still a mixed bag. You still see, you know, restaurants are struggling as, as they're being shut down. Uh, you see the same thing with really any of the hospitality industries. I've got a number of clients that are growing and going gangbusters. Uh, so depending upon the industry you're in, uh, it's either uh, a positive or a negative. Uh, you know, so I, I think that, again, tax revenue is just one of those things uh, in general. I uh, really haven't looked at what the unemployment has been in the county. Uh, I do know that we're continuing to build. We're continuing to grow. You look at the housing. Uh, I, I think that, that in general, people believe that we're going to continue to grow. I think there's 14,000 homes that are going to be built up. I think down, I think it's 13, 14 to 242, someplace in that range. Woodlands Hills is still going uh, gangbusters. Uh, Grand Central Park. So you look at all the housing that's uh, going on. Uh, you look at generally in, in the growth that's going on. I think that that's a positive thing. We'll continue to grow as a county. Uh, what we don't know is at what speed or we're going to be able to grow. Yeah, I think that's a good observation. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, the construction just driving around, just curb inspections, if you will. And there's commercial construction going on. There's office buildings, low rise. I mean, there's commercial work going on. 
Uh, I was talking to someone the other day. He said swimming pool companies, they're, they're popping up everywhere because they can't keep up. And uh, they just have so much business, which means jobs for the people that do the work, dig the hole, and fill the hole, and do all that kind of stuff. And so there are areas. One thing I might take issue with you a little bit on is you mentioned about industries. There's no doubt industries are affected. Travel is the, right. one of the biggest examples. But I see there's still some winners in various industries, like the restaurant industry is the one that's gotten a lot of a lot of play in the news where restaurants had to innovate and do the dine-out thing and the pickup thing and little things like that. And some of them have actually thrived. What I said is survive and thrive, the difference there, uh, and then, of course, failure. But they have not only survived, they seem to be thriving. And uh, a lot of wonderful stories around the country but at the same time, I agree with you, restaurants in general uh, are suffering big time. Well, and I've heard numbers any place, you know, from 20 to 25 percent expected closures of restaurants uh, across the country. And I, depending on who you talk to, that number is going to change. So I think that there are some people that have been able to innovate. And if you want to be successful in, in times, you've got to look at doing something different. If you want to keep doing it the same way, you're probably not going to survive. So it really comes down to those people that have been innovated, to your point, that's great. But a lot of people haven't been able to innovate. Now, the interesting thing is my wife and I, we, we still go out to eat, sort of, except it's all pickup. And it's amazing to see how innovative people have gotten in the process for all those uh, outside where they bring the food out to you is very quick. They've got processes in place. Everybody is safe. So it's, it's really good to see those people or the restaurants being able to do those types of things. You know, I was even not to belabor the point here today because of the finite amount of time we have, but I even read a good story about a restaurant that eliminated in-house yes. dining. They're not ever going to go back to it. They are strictly, and they're opening a second location. Is that right? Now, that wasn't here in the Montgomery County area, but that's somebody because it, they, they just, like we said, there are going to be changes that are permanent. So my encouragement to listeners, to business owners every day is let's think about our business and what we think. Even if we've been doing it this way for 40 years, let's look at some ways because opportunities abound. We just have to be smart enough and take the time in the case of small businesses. I find that's the biggest weakness. Right. Take that time and try to look and see what you could do different. But you've got to have the, you've got to take the time to your point. You've got to step back and look at your business. And just because you've been doing it for 20 years or 40 years doesn't mean that that's the best way to do it. But if you don't ever take the time, you're so much into your business that you really don't see what the other opportunities are. So I think there's great opportunities for people if they take the time to look at what they can do to be different and innovate. Yeah, I think so. Like any time in the history of mankind, there are opportunities. And it's the ones that will take the chance, but also a lot of them are not even that much risk in them. If you've got a little bit of capital, mm -hmm. uh, which the government has provided <laughs> through nooks and crooks, uh, you can make that shift and make that adjustment. And I've read some of the loan stories on the PPP and the other loans that are available, the IDA loans. People have taken that money to change their business, to innovate. Absolutely. Uh, I've got a client that, you know, that's actually our discussion over the next couple of weeks. Okay, because we didn't really think about this, but we've got this money. Or what are we going to do with it? Right. Okay. And there's a number of things that we can do, and we can really, uh, from a growth perspective, really explode if we do the right things. Right. Yeah. Smart people are doing, I even find the nonprofits 
through our roundtables affiliated with the Conroe, Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce are looking at ways to innovate, not only deliver their programs different, but even look differently uh, to some extent, and they're using their money, uh, I think, very wisely to seize those opportunities. Well, let's get into the main topic today. We want to talk about uh, all this Zooming. Uh, that's interesting. A, a brand name, Zoom, has become, uh, it's, it's like a Coke. I'm going to go get a Coke. It doesn't mean I want to get a Coke. I just want a soft drink or I'm going to Xerox means Xerox, I'm going to make exactly. a copy. Yeah. So now Zoom has got that, uh, that challenge is that everybody's Zooming. And from what I gather, they have more people using their product than, say, WebEx or GoToMeeting, some of the other right. more established, uh, more corporate-type programs. But anyway, uh, virtual meetings. I mean, businesses of all size, in my opinion, whether it's a one uh, employee being the owner or 10 or 15 or 20 or whatever, you got clients, you got vendors, you've got customers, you've got all kinds of opportunities, education and learning, which I think is very, very important now, always important, but if you're not paying attention, right, you can't seize the opportunities. Is it friend or foe to the small business owner? I think we're back to innovation. If you can really think about changing, it can be a huge friend. It can be a, a really positive way to grow your business. You know, there's some tips and things that you need to do to make it right. Uh, can it be foe? If you don't embrace the change, it's, it's about embracing and feeling good about what you're doing. If you don't embrace that change, it's going to be a foe because it's technology. You've got to learn new technology. Uh, a lot of people, if they've owned their business for a long time, have never used technology. Or if they have, it's been their people have used technology. So if you haven't embraced the technology, if you haven't thought about the ways that you can improve your business by doing it, it's going to be a foe. But if you really take, take a look at it, it can be pretty exciting on what you can do. And I, I mentioned travel. I think there's a lot of business meetings that people fly out on Monday and they come back on Friday and those things to meet with clients. I think that's generally accepted at this point. We are forced to do it. And guess what? We can do it well. So I think there's an impact of the travel industry. But the fact of the matter is, I think that we can do a much better job of taking care of our clients by doing uh, these types of meetings. You know, it's interesting. You, you, in my opinion, hit the nail on the head and you gave the example, which, which fortunately is an extreme example in a sense, a small portion is where someone's been in business for a long, long time and they in general have refused or felt unable to dial in, if you will, to the digital part of business, whether it be accounting software, which is kind of where it started in my mind, word processing now, it's all you know, apps on phones and so on and so forth. If they've failed to do it, they're in what I call a legacy business in a sense. They're just riding it out. Right. Because if you haven't plugged into the digital world, regardless of your age, your background, your experience, your education, then there's no way your business is going to survive, much less thrive at all. And so I think there are always going to be those folks that are just not going to adopt and made that decision. And that's okay because, right, they're the owner they can do what they want to do that's right that's exactly. my opinion always but the ones that want to not only survive or just survive maybe but who have the vision to thrive uh, i think the virtual meeting is another tool in the tool belt that can really help your business thrive and grow uh, the biggest failing i see is people unwilling 
or and and I raise my hand. I was I'm like this, and I'm trying to change on this. Is to learn some of the, just learn the software, learn the virtual meeting, learn Zoom, learn WebEx, so that you not only can dial into a meeting, you could host a meeting, uh, stay in touch with customers, uh, new product ideas, new services, whatever. Offer people a chance to contact you with questions. There's just lots of uses, but you're gonna have to learn how to use it. And, and, and you mentioned there's a number of other types of software out there, GoToMeeting, Skype, uh, WhatsApp, uh, Google Hangouts, Microsoft Teams. A lot of people, because it's embedded in Microsoft 365, uh, want to use Microsoft Teams. And I've used multiples of those before. Zoom is pretty easy. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it doesn't take a whole heck of a lot of training. Uh, and, it's a, and again, it's kind of like Xerox. It's Zoom. Have you been Zooming today? Uh, it's, I think it's become an adverb, it's become a verb, uh, or I've Zoomed out for the day. So, uh, so I kind of like Zoom, it, and I've been using it for about a year, year and a half, something along those lines, well before it, it became known so well. Yeah, I think uh, like any, any new product or area, there's going to be one product, hopefully, and I know all software developers, typically one of their major goals, it's been Microsoft's goal since their founding, is to make it easier to use whatever it is, the program. And Zoom, uh, I know like community meetings we have, not business, but it's our community meeting, our homeowner association, property owner, whatever. Is the Zoom seems to be the one that if people are not familiar with any of these products, uh, this is the one they can at least learn enough fairly quickly to participate but my encouragement again and I want people to miss this because uh, we've got to take a break but please if you if you're going to compete and you're going to get into this virtual world set aside the time there's lots of educational materials free online of how to use these products so it's not just dialing in or clicking on you can learn how to do some things more effectively and after the break we're going to kind of dig into that because John provided some great material. Uh, in my mind, it's what you can do to maximize a product if you so choose so you can really get some benefit. Plus, right, hold the attention of the folks that Absolutely. are Absolutely. <laughs> That's a big challenge now. I think we're all zoomed out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break of the day. When we come back, as I mentioned, we're going to continue this conversation with John Stacy, Avocoach, and talk a little bit more about virtual meetings and how you can get the most out of the types of meetings that you could, should be holding in your business now. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District at Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. 
If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, Coach, and Business Mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems, they help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to the weekly business hour. This is Rick Schisler. I'm your host. And I want to mention to you that you can contact me again at any time during the show or after the show. Thoughts, ideas, business questions. Reach out to me at one. That's one, the number one bestconsult at gmail.com. Again, I appreciate your inquiries. I appreciate your comments. So please reach out to me at one, the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. We're going to continue this discussion. And with John Stacy, AdvoCoach, we're talking about virtual meetings, the impact on businesses, small with only one employee, the owner, up to large businesses with hundreds of employees. Uh, there's a general template. It, it's it's needed if you want to thrive in your business and you want to grow. And in some cases, if you just want to survive, you better adapt to this as well. Well, John, when we went to break, uh, I mentioned um, there are ways, like anything, that you as an individual, if you're responsible for this as the owner or whatever, that you can make these meetings more productive. Because I've noticed personally in the meetings I attend, typically yep. committees, boards, groups, whatever, more and more people are not paying attention during the meeting, right? <laughs> well, when, when I see the blank and no picture right. or I see the static picture, uh, I know what's happening, right? And uh, even those that are attending and you can see them, you can tell their eyes are diverted down 90% of the time. So everybody's working on something else. How do we make these meetings more attractive to get more people to attend? If And, and how do we keep their attention? Well, there's a couple couple things that you need to do. And I'm gonna, before I answer that question, I'm going to go someplace else uh, because there is something called Zoom bombing. And the only reason I bring that up is because a lot of about Zoom bombing, it's all about an uninvited guest coming, uh, and they're going to do things like hurl racial slurs. They're going to do, do profanity, pornography. And the only reason I bring that up is there's ways to combat that because you need to be, have security to combat that, but at the same time, make an effective meeting. So I wanted to talk just that sure. about uh, Zoom bombing. It's a new, a new word. What's well, okay. happened to me? Uh, it, it happens. So there's some security that has to happen. But back to your original questions, there's a lot of things that you need to do and think about this. 
if you were in a meeting with someone, whether it was face-to-face, -face, it's one or 10 or 15 people, how would you act, okay? The same things that you would do in a meeting in person are the same things that you should be doing in a meeting uh, that's virtual. And so there's those things that you wanna make sure you do that, you know, again, I mentioned security, we won't go into the security things. I've got a, a bunch of write-ups. If you wanted to see or get some information, I can get that to you. Uh, but it really comes down to make sure that you uh, are in an environment that people can hear. So that's things like turning off the audio for everybody. Only allow the person to talk uh, that is that, you know, turn their audio on. Uh, when it comes down to it, that's one thing. Uh, how would you prepare for a meeting for 10 people? You would probably have some kind of deck. You would probably have, so you can screen, about a slide deck, slide deck uh, screen share. We'll get into screen sharing in a minute. Uh, you would probably tell stories to keep people interested in what you were doing so that they could focus. Because if you're like me, it's real easy for me to start fading off going, well, that's really boring. <laughs> and you start doing some other stuff. Well, you can't do two things at once. So it really is making sure that you as the leader prepare a meeting that is that is going to be uh, exciting. It's going to be something that people want to listen to and people can engage in. Because if people don't engage, they're going to go do something else. And uh, like you said, Rick, you can tell when someone's going someplace else. So it's real important to really prepare for the meeting. Don't just do it. Okay, it's virtual, so I don't have to prepare that much. You almost have to prepare more. So I think that's the critical thing is the preparation piece of it. I think when you start looking about screen sharing, okay, that's one thing that you can do. That's one of the things I would recommend that you don't have screen sharing on except for you as the leader. You can screen share, but if it's a group of, of a small group of people and you want someone else to share, you can turn it at that point, let them share, okay? There's a, a, basically a switch uh, to click on uh, so that they can share. But as soon as they're done, turn that off so it's back to you again. Because uh, once you turn screen share on, it's on for everybody. And that's where you kind of get into that security and Zoom bombing issue. Uh, you don't want people sharing unless you control it. So that's important on the screen sharing piece of it. You know, you mentioned that. And, and, and a couple things I picked up on what you said. First of all, you talked about screen sharing. Well, the fact is that we have to have a mindset, and this is the biggest challenge for me and, and others I've talked to about hosting a meeting, is this is, first of all, it's a meeting just like you would have and everybody around the table, and there's certain etiquette, ways you do it. You're the chairman or in charge of the meeting, you got to control the meeting. You got to move it along, like you say, you got to keep it interesting. And if you go in with that mindset, I find so many people, and again, I was guilty in the beginning, well, I've got this technology, so I'm paying attention to it while the train's running me over because the meeting's going off the track, but I'm worried about the technology. <laughs> uh, and, and you're right. And I think the screen sharing thing, the control of that as the head of any meeting that you've previously attended, any kind of meeting, presentation, webinar, anything you've done, uh, you got to remember. And the other thing, a tip I'd give to people is if you've ever seen a show or, or seen on TV newscast where the people delivering the actors, if you will, or the news people or whatever, and how they look into the camera, and I see a lot of people kind of like, oh, wow, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in a camera, and you see their face. And they don't know how to act, you know, and just be normal, be natural, uh, because your your facial expressions, like any time, will betray. 
uh, and, and just relax like you're sitting again in the room. At least I think that's the kind of mindset. But so many folks are kind of... <laughs> well, and I think you bring up a great point. I've got a friend that actually is doing uh, some court uh, hearings on Zoom. And the first couple times he did it, it was really scary just because you're not, you're not used to being in that environment. But understand, like in a court uh, hearing, you're on camera the whole time. And people can see your facial uh, responses, and they and so when something said and you res and you respond, everybody can see that. And so it's it's really important to remember that you're really in the meeting. In that case, you're in the court. Uh, if you're if, at church or a Sunday school or a business meeting, what, whatever's using that, it's so important to remember people are watching you. Okay, and the second thing is, do you do things? when you're in the meeting that you would not normally do if you were in person? Do you get up and kind of go to the bathroom? Uh, do you get up and walk around? Would you do that in a real meeting? So there's this, this how you treat people, and it's about respect. You should act as if you're really in the meeting. Yeah, and, I, and, and again, it's, it's simple. It's just you're in the meeting. I like that, the way of saying it. And it, you don't have to be uptight. You need to be relaxed just like you would be in the meeting. So I think that's a good point. Uh, unfortunately, we've come to the end of our yep. time. You yep. have a few minutes to stick around and we'll come yep. back after the break because I, sure. I want to finish this conversation as well as to tell people some exciting news and some work that John's going to be doing with us. So if you don't mind, hang in there. We're going to take the bottom of an hour of break and we'll be right back and continue this conversation with John Stacy, AdvoCoach. ideas and news you can use join us on the weekly business hour every monday at 11 a.m on lone star community radio a lone star community radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on conroe's fm 104.5 106.1 and on irlonestar.com start your own podcast create your first youtube channel and be on tv contact lone star community radio online at irlonestar.com or call the station message line at 936-647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO coach and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process closing strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at ClosingStrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. 
second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler. I'm your host. And we have a great conversation, I think, going with Mr. John Stacy. I want to remind you, before we start back in that conversation, that if you'd like to, to be one of our sponsors uh, of the Weekly Business Hour and your business is here in the greater Montgomery County area, please reach out and contact me and use the same email address uh, I gave you earlier. That's one, the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. Reach out to me and I'll send you some information. We can talk. It's very cost effective. And you too can sponsor the weekly business hour, not only the live show, but in our archives, which stay in place for at least two years. So your message continues to be heard. Well, John, we were talking about some do's and don'ts, uh, how to make the meeting more interesting. Any more thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, when you have a meeting, you've really, one thing, make a decision. Is this a meeting or a webinar? Because there's some settings that you can do uh, that you as, can be the only speaker. Uh, you can turn everybody off. They can still ask questions through chat. But if it's a large, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 people and it's a class or a webinar, set it up as a webinar. Don't set it up necessarily as a meeting. So I think that that's, that's important to understand what's the purpose of your meeting, who's your audience, how are you going to communicate with them. Again, it's the planning for the meeting, and then determine whether you want to. So by looking at that, you'll know whether it's going to be a webinar or a meeting. Yeah, you make a wonderful point. I was asked to host a, a meeting for nonprofits. Uh, over 200 people attended, and I was the host in a sense, not technically the organization, but I was the, the host at the meeting and had a, several speakers and blah, blah, blah. And it really was interesting because the mindset, we were there to educate. Great. So uh, this is when all this fire started. And uh, so it was some do's and don'ts and checklist and that kind of thing. So yeah, you're exactly right. You don't think that's important, but uh, the opportunity, and again, I, I, I tend to be a little passionate about this, but you're listening to this program you're a small business. Again, doesn't matter how small. If you can take a little bit of time, learn how to use this stuff, you can use it to reach customers, clients. Everybody has addresses. Everybody has emails. Do things that talk about your business, that reach out to your customers. Allow them to talk to you. They're not coming in the store anymore. They're not coming to your business, but there's still ways to do it. And it's there, and it's cheap in many cases. It's just free to be able to do this. Take some preparation and some education. But again, I encourage people, have that mindset. Have a weekly conversation with your clients, your customers. Well, you make a great point. I mean, you could, if you're calling them, why not Zoom or whatever, whichever technology you use? But you're really face-to-face. -face. It's better than a phone call. I agree. You, you can see you can see their facial reactions and you can continue to work on building the relationship. Not that you can't with a phone call, but this you can do so, so much better because it's the next best thing to be in there. Well, and I think so. I agree. Uh, I, as I mentioned to you, 
before we started today, I was on a conference call situation repeatedly, and I said, boy, that's old, and I never really enjoyed conference calls because you couldn't see who was speaking, right. or, and it just makes it a lot easier to communicate. Even if it's a one-on-one call, like you're saying, it yep. just it's a, it's a much better way to do that. And people are slowly but surely, or, or in some cases very quickly, adapting. And so when you say, join me on a call, a virtual call, Zoom or whatever, right. they know what's going on. They know how to do it. It's easy. It doesn't hurt them. You know, they'll click on the link and it's done, right? <laughs> so easy to do. Well, you said click on a link. Now, so that's another security issue. Uh, when you plan in Zoom, there's a couple different things that you can toggle. And one of them is to include uh, the link with including a password. Well, the recommendation is that you turn that off. Right. And because if that if the initial uh, login is is uh, is stolen and it's already embedded with a the password, then people can uh, log in. That's where you kind of get into that whole Zoom bombing thing. So. Uh, I would turn. I would toggle that off. And the other thing I would toggle off is in the chat. I'd leave the chat on, but there's a chat with all or chat with individuals. Okay, so you've got an option, and you can turn off the chat with individuals because you probably don't want people. If 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 you want them to focus on the meeting, you probably don't want them chatting back and forth with other people on the phone call. You know, saying nice things like, "Boy, this really sucks," or or because people, if you look at things, by the way. Uh, just turn it off. You don't want to deal with that. You want people to stay focused on what the message is. Right. I think that's a good point. I utilize, and I'll be frank with people, which I find on one-on-one calls, I don't use a password because I'm making a call at 10 o'clock tomorrow. I'm not worried so much about that, but it's just two of us. Now, I 100% agree because I mentioned earlier, I've been involved where we were bombed. Uh, it was They used the 800 number, though twice, two different meetings. Is that right? And called in. So I've had meetings now that have been set up and they don't allow the call-ins at all uh, because it's a sneaky way for somebody to call in, doesn't identify themselves. So, you know, there are a few tricks. And if you're listening, don't get turned off. Don't get any kind of fear going. These are real easy to do. Uh, In fact, John, if you'd be kind enough, I'd like to post uh, with the show and everything or give access through an email to people who are listening to some of these particulars if they'd like to to check them out and go through and set themselves up. Okay, that'd be great. Anything else on virtual meetings as yeah, we yeah, kind of yeah. wind this down today that you've experienced and want to share? Well, and there's there's other things that you can do. Just so you know, you can do poll questions. It's something that, again, it engages people, and you're asking them an opinion, so you can do poll. I think that that's that's an important thing to do. It's just one of the many tools that you can use within within the software to help engage people. So the point is plan your meeting, make sure you're secure, and it, whatever your plan is, make sure that you engage your people on the call. You know, real quickly, the poll, I've been in a couple of meetings, uh, national in scope, where they use the poll and they got the results and while we were in the conversation, came back to the subject and said, well, two-thirds of you, or 48% or whatever, have in favor of this or suggest, you know. And that created, like you say, a conversation. And it was real interesting because I wondered what other people thought about a topic, right? Right. That is, what's going on over in the West and the East and the Midwest? Uh, So polling can be something even locally uh, that you can take your subject and run a quick poll. That conversation, one of them was a... As I mentioned, a national, they did two or three of them during the course of the hour 
uh, program that they, it was really a webinar kind of thing, but uh, you were allowed to ask questions and stuff as it went and so on and so forth. One but last little tip. Very it, just, it, just, it, just, it just hit me. There's distractions. How many times have you heard a dog barking? <laughs> How many times have you heard a kid come up and, and start crying? How many times have you heard the TV in the background? You know, you've got these distractions, so eliminate the distractions. There is some software that actually you can put use to keep the, to uh, uh, cover up that those distractions. But the fact is, be be thoughtful of other people and think about those things because they everybody can hear what's going on. Yeah, and, and at first it was funny. Now it's yeah. really kind of yeah. aggravating, particularly if you're having a serious type meeting or discussion. Yep. So yeah, good yep. point. Good point. Anything else to wind up this segment? No, I think that that's great. Again, I think it's a great opportunity for people to really change their business. I think it's going to have a positive impact as long as you want it to be positive. Uh, keep in fact, again, the security aspect of it, plan your meeting, make sure it's a positive meeting and you're good and you know what you're going to accomplish and listen to some of these or follow up with some of these t uh, hits and uh, hints and tips that we've given today. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Again, John is going to be kind enough to give me, uh, I've got a five-page document here that talks about, uh, in particular, the Zoom virtual software and talks about how you can set certain things up. So it's a how-to. Also, Zoom offers some great yep. teaching videos. They're very easy to understand, very quick. And I'm sure WebEx, uh, Skype, I understand, is going out. But GoToMeeting, more corporate-type software, but they still provide a certain level of, of education and easy to adapt. And you've got to be, again, willing to spend that time. Well, before we let John go, I wanted to talk about something. I have talked with John, and he's agreed to be a guest host on the program. It's something I have not done in the past, uh, coming up on eight years, where we've had a guest host. And I've asked him to consider doing that because I'd like to bring new perspectives to the program because we're here, right, to educate you, to provide information, hopefully that you can use in your business even today. So a fresh face, some fresh perspectives. And John has mentioned to me uh, several topics, uh, such as communicating with your customers, uh, maintaining uh, recognition in the current business environment. Wonderful topic, lots of discussion I'm sure there. Personal and business accountability during COVID. Um, you know, the idea that you've got to maintain your accountability, very difficult. And another topic he suggested, changing market strategies, uh, SEO versus Google My Business. You know, SEO is one of the thorns in my side. I, I, know, <laughs> I, I was involved with it in the very beginning in a business I was in, and we got it. But since then, it has become so complex and so complicated that I throw my hands up because it's hard to find someone to work with that really understands it and knows how to work with it to generate business. So I think that would be a good discussion. John, I appreciate you, uh, your willingness to come on and host a couple shows, uh, which we'll do hopefully shortly. And uh, any other thoughts about what you want to talk about as a guest host? Well, I think that you uh, looked at the uh, three of them. And I think the other thing I would throw out is, I mean, you've got some, a lot of listeners out there. Is there some topics that they'd like to hear about? I think that hearing hearing their ideas on what would be helpful to them in their business environment would be uh, a great thing to really bring up and talk about. Well, you got the message. Uh, always out there when I'm the host, but John's made it clear. If you've got a topic, you've got a question, something that is important to you, uh, that particularly would be important to others uh, because we all have a perspective. 
and thank goodness they're different. So we, <laughs> we can only learn and survive and then thrive in our business. So please, drop me your emails at one, that's the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. Give us something to talk about. Uh, because this is your show. And again, I thank everybody who submitted questions and comments to the program. They've been very, very helpful. Well, that brings us to the end of our discussion with John Stacy. John, if people want to reach out to you directly, how can they best do that? Uh, they can reach out to me at J, as J is in John, J S T A C Y at Advocoach, like Advisor Coach, A D V I C O A C H dot com. Well, I encourage you to do that. He's a great resource and really has a wonderful understanding of business. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, and when we do, we're going to come back and I'm going to give you uh, a quick recap on a couple points that John made that are, I think stick out uh, and very important. Hopefully you've gotten them. If not, I'll offer my take on them. And then I'm going to do my one best consult tip of the week. Simple business ideas that can sustain and perhaps even help your, grow your business now. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO Coach and Business Mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems, they help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. It's all business talk on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture. Learning about how food is grown and produced and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.com. 
tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at irlonestar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour. This is our final segment of the day. I'm Rick Schisler. I'm your host. Before we get started, uh, I want to mention to you that a podcast, videocast of today's show will be posted Uh, Typically, we do it on Wednesday, so in a couple days, you'll be able to access it. You can access it here at IRLoneStar.com. Here's the station under the weekly business hour. You can go to OneBestConsult.com, access it there. Of course, it'll be on our Facebook page and other social media. So if you miss something, you want to share something, uh, you'll find it. And again, I encourage you, if you go to Facebook, YouTube, that you like it. But not only like it, but set yourself up to get a notice once a week so you know what the show is on, that it's come on, and that there's an opportunity there for you to take a quick listen to it. So we'll see you on Wednesday with that recording of today's show and our visit with John Stacy. I'll be frank with you. I'm excited about John coming in. He's a friend. I've known him for uh, several years now here in the Montgomery County area. Uh, he does coaching advising under the AdvoCoach label, um, but he's a well-rounded, well-experienced business owner and business manager, and so I think he'll bring a fresh perspective, and I hope you'll make an effort to tune in. I want to do a quick recap of what we talked to John about, uh, a couple things, and I promise uh, I won't repeat myself or I'll try not to, uh, because I have a passion about opportunity, and that's what I see any experience, even Uh, COVID-19. It's an opportunity, uh, regardless of all the personal uh, and business suffering that we see, uh, we have more to see. Uh, This is just not going to go away completely. Uh, And that's going to be hard for some people to accept that it's always, in my opinion, going to be out there just like the flu is every year. It's going to be there. So with that in mind, a couple things about these virtual meetings. Virtual meetings One of the reasons I believe very strongly they're going to continue as a tool for communicating with customers, with employees, with prospects, with vendors, is that, uh, one, they're very efficient. Uh, They're not as effective as I think they will be because of some things John mentioned about etiquette, behavior, people getting used to the concept. Uh, We still have a curve to climb, uh, and we're doing it. In all the meetings I attend, whether it be in a nonprofit environment or it be one-on-one with a client or a prospect, uh, we're getting better and better, all of us, at these meetings. Because I think the virtual meeting is going to be important enough that if you really want to thrive in your business, meaning you're going to grow your business, you're going to have to accept the challenge of the virtual meeting and you're going to have to make it a true asset. So 
I think you put this as part of your business plan, your strategic plan to get better in this area. Again, the learning curve is not very high, not very long. It's And there's lots and lots of material out there that you can access for free and learn how to use Zoom or WebEx or these other products and then make it part of what you do. Put it on your website uh, and then move forward and then consider in your marketing plan how you're going to use it to increase your revenue and take care of your customers. Very, very important. I think the other thing that I pick up when visiting with John is there's also a lot of opportunity through features and and operations of, say, Zoom, which we spent the most time on because it's the most popular, uh, that you can go in and customize and do certain things. So if you really get involved in it, which I think, again, to fully utilize the tool, you're, it's just like any machine you might buy or vehicle. You need to read the manual. You need to get involved in it. It's not that difficult. It's, it's so much easier than just operating my new truck. Uh, I've read the manual, and, I mean, there are things in there electronically and stuff, does this, that, whatever. Uh, this is easier, but you need to do it. So I encourage you, pick up the book, if you will, Go check out Zoom, WebEx, uh, GoToMeeting. Find a software that you can adopt and adapt to your business today. Well, I'm going to finish up real briefly and talk uh, on my one best consult tip of the week, simple business ideas that can sustain and perhaps even help your grow your business right now. Uh, and I think that's important. Don't give up on growth. Uh, and there's several things. I've been reading articles, I've been seeing programs where people are talking about and business advisors and whatnot are offering information about this type, this topic. Uh, and one of the best articles came last week in the Wall Street Journal. Ruth Simon was the author, and it was in a small business insert, and it was entitled Adapt, Pivot, or Stay the Course. What are you going to do? Are you going to adapt to the situation at hand? Are you going to pivot and do something differently? Or are you going to stay the course and do what you continue to do, perhaps do it a little bit better? And there were five examples in her article. I've read literally hundreds of other examples in other articles and seen uh, presentations done on video about it. There are a lot of small businesses out there making the change to survive and in some cases even thrive. And I think there's some things you can think about for your business if you haven't made the adjustment yet. One is determine what you're selling. What is selling right now in your business? What services, what products are working? In other words, what are people buying more of? Your primary business may not be doing very well, but you've got this or that somewhere. Determine what's selling and then focus on that. And there are wonderful stories out there, including in the article by Ms. Simon, that people had an ancillary business that was related to their primary business, and they've taken that, and it's what's working right now. They didn't abandon their old business necessarily, but they focused on these other opportunities that were there and extended their business and expanded it in that area. Second area is evaluate your capabilities. What is your business capable, your employees, your equipment, your uh, rolling stock, your vehicles? What are you capable of doing, and what can you do really well? Hopefully you've been doing that all along, but do that evaluation now in light of what's happening. You've had a decrease in revenue in many cases, and what is it that you're really capable of doing? 
I mean, you've got to grab what you're capable of doing. So I think it's very important to do that. And lastly, and, and I have to laugh, digital. If you're not digital in your business, if you're not using the full extent available that your business would be capable of using, that's an important ancillary thought, what you're capable of doing many times more than you think, then you need to get your business on track. Digital is here to stay, okay? If you need improvements, make them. Most businesses do. They could use improvements. Electronic cash registers, folks, are here to stay. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And please put a note on your calendar uh, for next Monday, right here on IRLoneStar.com, 11 a.m. Our special guest is going to be Caroline Mason, the owner of Whitestone Printing. She's going to join us and discuss why print remains an important part of any marketing plan. Remember, stay in touch with the show, onebestconsult at gmail.com. And again, thank you for joining us. I am so glad to be back live and stay in touch with everything that's going on here in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Until next week, keep a focus on your business and be prepared and change and thrive. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-10. Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-10.